In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Welcome back into the Retirement Pathfinder. I'm Ben George alongside Phil Gusky and Barbara Lane, Retirement Income Planning Specialist at Pathfinder Wealth Management today. We're going to give it a quick uh, coronavirus update from Phil and Barbara, talk about uh, kind of what they've been seeing, conversations they've been having with clients, and maybe a tip or two on what people that don't have a financial plan right now can be doing to uh, take steps to kind of get on the positive side of things when this all starts settling down and stabilizing a little bit. But we're also going to talk to today about Best intentions and bad advice, places that you might normally reach out for some advice when it comes to financial planning or investment decisions. But you know these people might have the best intentions, but the, vi- the advice might not always be best suited for you. So we'll get their thoughts on that as well. So let me welcome in uh, Barbara and Phil. How are you all both doing today? Good. How are you doing, doing Ben? Doing good, Ben. I'm doing yeah, well. We're doing that's good. Well, you know, since the last time we talked, I, I did get a haircut, by the did way. Did you? Good. Yeah, the way the way we did it was that, you know, <laughs> I was threatening my wife that I would um I would do a comb over over, you know, like I had when I was twenty eight oh, years no. And she ran right out and got some barber clippers and we we took care of it at home. So that was that We were was, appreciative, Ben. Yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine. You're not you're not cutting her hair, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are in that same scenario. They're ready to get out and get cleaned up and, and start looking uh, presentable once again. But uh, it's something we're all dealing with right now. So we make exceptions for people and uh, how their how their appearance looks maybe right now. So let's jump right into the uh, coronavirus. And I'll, I'll quickly mention too, you can always get in touch with Barbara and Phil. Uh, they are still meeting with uh, clients uh, quite a bit, whether it be over the phone at 815-399-9806. Also doing some, some virtual meetings as well, if that's your preferred method. And you can also get in touch with them uh, through their website at pathfinderwealth.com. And uh, they're still very active and still staying pretty busy with through all this. So don't think uh, that they've shut things down. They're still rolling right along uh, and our financial planning will always continue on through the good and the bad. So uh, let's talk today a little bit about coronavirus first, uh, Phil. And I guess, I guess the quick question is, and I mentioned you've been having these conversations. What have they been like with your clients? Has everybody been handling things pretty well? Yeah, of course, you know, there's still a lot of concerns, but it's interesting, Ben, that those concerns have, have shifted somewhat. You know, we uh, we see the greater concern over the life-threatening effects of the virus itself upon themselves and their family rather than the stock market. You know, their responses have not been, geez, why didn't you guys get us out of the stock market before all this thing collapsed? You know, but it's more, where am I going to get the next roll of toilet paper from or the next protective mask or how about my groceries? So it's, it's kind of morphed. It's moved into more of a survivorship or survival mentality. Uh, now that being said, mm-hmm. you know we're hearing very much a a, uh, a resurging of confidence from our clients, and and what they're saying is that you know what we understand the American public, we are tough, we're resilient, you know we can make it through this together. You know even my 95 year old mother is kind of compared to uh, her experience in World War II. Everybody pulled together to win the war. So people, you know, are being more patriotic. That you know they're beginning to show signs that hey we can move through this. You know, it, it reminds me, Barb, a lot of what happened after 9-11. Yes, I was saying that recently. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, but here's some of the responses that we are getting from our clients as we've asked them how they're doing and, and where they are in their, in their thought process. Uh, they're, they're saying stuff like, well, Phil, Barb, 
you know, you told us that we need to be prepared for a pullback. So here it is, you know, or another one would be, you know, 10 years of riding the bull market. My goodness, you know, this correction is, is way overdue and now it's here. Or markets go up and markets go down. You know, we just have to be patient. That'd be another one. Uh, here's a good one for you, Ben. I, I heard somebody tell me, and, and they, I'm going to kind of clean it up a little bit. <laughs> he said, you know, once these idiots in Washington get their heads out of their butts <laughs> and start solving problems, uh, this market will be off and running again. Okay. And, uh, you know, I yeah, got a good point there. You know, uh, here's another one. You know, your approach to education has helped us understand that this is all part of the process. But the main thing that they're wanting to know is, you know, we just want some reassurance that we're going to be okay. But by and large, Barb, I would say that the conversations have been very positive, very encouraging along the way. They've been very sympathetic to our particular role here as, as their advisors. You know, it's funny you say that because I uh, the clients that I talked with, I, some clients just need more reassurance than others. And so we're sending emails and staying in touch that way. But I'm calling some of my clients, too. And, and the, the conversations are just that. They're feeling bad for me for mm-hmm. um, what's going on in the stock market. Or they say, yeah, we know we're not doing anything. We know we're staying the course. And so to call our, the clients that we've been calling and, and talking to, it's really been reassuring. And, you know, I'd have to say that I've appreciated that. But, you know, one of the things I think I'll address, too, is so what happens if someone hasn't built a plan? right now what should your next steps be if you're sitting here and and asking that question during this coronavirus issue so if you're a listener and you don't have a plan for retirement now is the time to sit down with the financial advisor so if you're within let's say five years of retirement now is not too soon to meet with a professional because there's a number of steps involved in creating a plan to ensure success when that time does come for you to retire so if you are a listener younger than 50 you can never plan too far ahead qualified financial advisor can give you the information to plan ahead, such as how much to save, looking at uh, how much debt you have, how long until retirement, and are you married? What is your health like and your spouse's also if you're married? Expenses, because your expenses are your spending plan. It's one of the most important numbers when designing a retirement plan. So think about what it is you want retirement to look like. And then when you know, then you and your financial advisor can co-design a plan. We co-design plans with our clients. We don't, you know, where there's some back and forth uh, a conversation until, you know, we get it right with expenses and, and what to expect or they can expect in retirement. But with the stock market lows that we're experiencing right now, now is certainly a good time to buy or buy more. Hmm, yeah, that's right. I always tell my clients that, you know, really what we're doing is we're designing you know, kind of a roadmap to your goal. It's, uh, you know, if you went on vacation, you, you knew what your destination was. Part of the problem with Barb is that most folks out there don't know what their destination is. Right. You know, they know they have to have a certain amount of money at retirement. So here they are at 65, they've got the money in a, you know, in this pot in the bank, wherever it's at. And, and we have to work with it, you know, and we have to decide, well, what are we going to do with that money? And, and so here we are designing a roadmap. And of course, you know, when you take a trip someplace, uh, you got to make adjustments. You're going to have a flat tire along the way. You know, you're going to need gas in the tank. You might get diverted. You got to go off trail for a little bit. We'll get you back on the trail again. So there's going to be little tweaks along the way, but by and large, you've got to stay with the plan. Yeah, that's it's important. all recoverable, but, but mm-hmm. that's right. And you, there are times, like I said, you can take additional money for, for whatever, if it's vacations or, you know, emergencies, but there, the plan is in place for a reason, but it does require you know, we don't just hand a plan to someone. It does no. require their input as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got to get really up close and personal with them to understand where they're going with it. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people, uh, this was an eye-opener for almost everybody to see what the market did over the last couple of months. But I would imagine especially so for people without 
financial plans, especially when they hear you talk about what some of your clients have been saying and have been pretty confident and pretty comfortable and not nervous and not anxious. And uh, I'm sure there's some of that, but to not feel that all the time, like I'm sure some people that really weren't prepared for this are feeling right Mm -hmm. now. But I guess to know that there are things you can do and steps you can take to get back on track to not be completely hopeless at this time. Yeah. I think we've only had maybe one or two clients that kind of got a little bit panicky, mm-hmm. you know, but by and large, Ben, um, it's been good. It has been very, very good. We've had a, a good response from clients. Um, all our conversations have been very, very encouraging. Um, they've encouraged us, you know, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not like nine 11 or something like that where, uh, you know, they, they just thought, okay, technology was the place to go. And now we, we got to get out of that, go to something else. They, they have some bigger concerns with regard to their health and, and their family's health and, and the impact of the virus itself. Yeah, it definitely puts things into perspective for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we were planning on bringing this uh, conversation up before this coronavirus pandemic hit us, but you know, it makes it makes even more sense right now, and it's important to discuss. So, I know a lot of people are seeking financial advice, hopefully doing so from you guys over Pathfinder Wealth. But either way, you know, they're looking at a lot of different sources, especially at home. You got free time. You're watching TV a lot. You're reading the news. Uh, there's a lot of information coming your way, uh, and sometimes you know these sources are going to have good intentions for the advice they give you but the advice itself might not be a very good fit for you. So I want to look at just a couple of examples. Got four different examples of this that I want to throw your way and let y'all explain what we need to be careful about in these situations. So let's begin with who we're all spending time with right now, our family. We're close to them all the time. We're probably asking them a lot of questions, some of those financial. Yeah, um, I'll address that one, Ben. And the thing of it is, is because someone has more money than you, you have a tendency to think that they know more or They've got a better plan in place than you do. Um, but, you know, for family members, I call them know-it-alls, but um, mm. it, because it's not that uncommon, but you just have to beware. Because with uh, braggers, whether it's family members or friends or coworkers, you've got, you know, the next hot stock pick or they'll talk about investment returns. And the most common that I see are comparing. Comparing when you have no idea what they're invested in compared to you, you and no idea what's going on behind the scenes. As I said, a million dollars for one can be not near enough for another. But the one thing that I think about with family members, and you have to be careful, is don't confuse a trustee or an executor of an estate to be a financial advisor, because that's usually your kids. So everyone doesn't have to follow suit as far as to how that is paid to you as a beneficiary when that time comes and mom and dad are both gone, because what might be right for you is what might be right for them isn't always right for you, and you do have choices. So beware. Yeah, I, you know, I want to approach that particular issue from a little different standpoint, Barb and Ben. Uh, you know, here, here, here's the question I have, and, and I very rarely find kids, you know, grown children that can go back and say, okay, my parents taught me this or that or the other about finances. I mean, Barb, how about you? Did you get any guidance in your household as a young person about money or finances? Or <laughs> No, I was told it was none of my business. Uh, none of your business. All of us kids, it was none of our business. None of your business. You know, about the only thing now that we hear parents tell their kids, their adult kids, is you're spending too much money, you know. <laughs> so, and that part of the problem is they just don't know what to offer their children. They don't have any financial education themselves. And so, they really don't feel comfortable discussing financials with their, with their kids. Now, for me, um, it was the same way. You know, I learned uh, when I got in the military uh, from another senior officer, he kind of became my financial mentor, kind of like a Dave Ramsey kind of guy. And he was able to help me tremendously kind of map a course for myself that I still keep to this very day. And I, I share his concepts with people at my classes and seminars a lot, you know. And so, 
you know, here's the thing. A lot of family members, uh, they're kind of misguided, a lot of misunderstanding. Uh, they are really kind of adopted the mindset of their parents who went through the depression years where they lost all their money in the bank or lost all their money in the stock market, you know, and they'll say, oh, the stock market is like a gambling casino. You know, pay off your house instead because it is the best investment you can make. Well, I don't know about right now. I don't know. You know, go back to 2008 and see what the value of your home dropped to at that point. Maybe, maybe not. Or, or you know, we were talking to a client uh, or a, somebody who came in who was uh, employed at this company and, and we were asking about uh, 401k plan. You know, do you invest in your 401k plan? And his response was, no, uh, I don't. Why don't you? Well, because the company can steal it from me. Oh, I thought you were going to say because they're not contributing. I've heard that one Yeah, that one's another one too. Yeah. uh, (laughs) And so we have to kind of correct that misconception here. You know, you'll be careful who you get your advice from because many people who are successful business people that we look up to, and I've looked up to a lot of these people during my lifetime, you know, maybe they're successful uh, construction company owners or or businessmen, or, or maybe doctors, lawyers, that type of thing, you know, because they've been successful in one particular discipline or one particular profession, you know, they just feel sometimes that it automatically transfers over to the area of financial advisement. Well, how do we know how successful they are? You know, so we have to be careful who we get this advice from. You know, it's kind of like friends, too, if you think about it, because I've listened to conversations in the past with friends telling other friends, and, and yep. it's kind of funny because it's like gambling to me. They love to brag about their successes, but they never mention any losses. So, you know, like you say, friends appear successful and neighbors, it's the same thing. But remember, you don't know anything about what they actually have, what they spend, etc. And uh, I had a client that I met with oh, just a couple weeks ago, maybe before all this stuff started. So let's just say four to six weeks ago. And she didn't think that she could retire. And she's, I'm listening to her. She's comparing herself to other people that they can retire. Why can't I? They, they've got this. They've got, mm. she, she really knew nothing about any of these people that she was comparing. And by the way, she can retire. So we had to go over that plan again and I had to show her she can retire. But it's always the comparison method. Oh, yeah. It's comparative analysis. You know, uh, we always want to do better than our neighbor. We want to do better than our friends, better than our family. And so, you know, it, it's human nature just to kind of brag about, you know, our uh, successes in life. But quite frankly, you know, we're, we're not kind of tuned up to basically say, oh, boy, I was such a failure in the area of finances. Let me show you what to avoid, you know, and, um, <laughs> but it's true. We have to be careful about who we take our advice from and, and how their advice is qualified advice. That's the important thing is a qualified advice. You know, the Bible says there is wisdom in many oh. counselors, right? Yeah. But the question is, okay, well, what, how are those counselors qualified? What makes them qualified? Mm-hmm. Not, not the number, but the qualification. Well, you know what we need to address too, Phil, financial experts in the media. Oh, yes. So, yes, our favorite uh, people we love to hate. I know. It's, <laughs> well, what, you know, what our viewers have to remember that it's about ratings, viewers, selling, yep, advertising. Yep. And if you think about the financial side, it's always individual stocks. And what they don't tell you is the reason that they're recommending a certain stock. So is it inventory? Is it for driving prices one way or another? And how long will they hold that stock? It yep. could be a couple of weeks. So we as investors and in working with our clients think of buying long-term, but they don't. If you think about shows like Jim Cramer's show, he has at the end pages and pages of disclaimers, basically stating that the show isn't about giving investment advice, it's for entertainment. So if you think about what's going on right now in the media, all these outlets are having a heyday because viewers are tuned in 24-7. So I was just looking at CNN. 
CNN says they've got a skeleton staff and record ratings. So 2 million viewers in prime time through the first week in April this year more than doubled its viewership in the fourth quarter of last year. And Fox News ratings for the first quarter of 2020 are the highest in network history. Oh, yeah, yeah. So whether it's medical news updates or the stock market decline, people are glued to their TVs. And our advice is to limit your access to these because, remember, it's news. So if it's news, it's already happened and you can't change it. Well, you know, some of these particular uh, broadcast journalists or whatever you want to call them, commentary people on these news stations, uh, you know, a couple of people that I had a great deal of respect for have come out and said, this is why I invest in gold at this time. Well, obviously, they're promoting something that is paying their paycheck, paying the, the you know, the freight, so to speak. They sure. have to promote it. And, I, you know, so you're not going to get objective advice. I mean, right now it's, it's gold because the stock market is failing. Uh, or, or your your safest form of investment are annuities. Okay, annuities and gold they might have their place. We're not saying mm-hmm. you know discount them entirely, but they're not the cure all and be all to take you to uh, nirvana in the financial world. It just doesn't happen that way. They're just a tool in the toolbox. It's a tool in the toolbox. Exactly right. Yep. But you know, one of the things I'll address before we close today is um, our CPAs. Mm. So you know, because I've had clients say, "Well, let me run this by my CPA," and once in a while that happens, but if they're not also a financial advisor, there's very few CPAs that are financial advisors, both, and a CPA. But if they're not a financial advisor, then they shouldn't give advice. So, and, and you know, most CPAs or tax preparers don't give proactive tax planning advice, for example, because they're not trained that way. They're trained to be historians and, mm-hmm. and record what's already happened. But I've talked with CPAs about Roth conversions that we may be doing, and some will say that's that's an area that they're not familiar with. But you know, you've had others say, you know, not you know, not not really uh, saying too much about it. So it gives the clients the impression that it's not something that is uh, is a positive for them. Mm-hmm. But it would be like us giving tax advice, right. which we can't do. Right. But we can we can talk about tax savings, and that's what we do with our clients. So whether it's a CPA or a financial advisor or an estate planning attorney, there's a reason we all have chosen those titles, and it's because that is where our level of expertise lies. Yeah, I would go along with that completely. In fact, uh, really, it's you know the advice we give with regard to taxes is that it's advice incidental to the investments that we we work with, and so a lot of financial advisors are kind of reluctant to give advice in that particular area because they think they're stepping over the line. Yeah, we can tell that because from people we see, it's Absolutely. not ever talked about, but um, tax-saving opportunities, are there. There's, there's a number out there. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is all great conversation because I know a lot of people are looking for help right now, or, or especially in terms of the media too and information. There's just so much and you're taking in so much every day because you have a little extra time to, to consume this stuff and it can be overwhelming and, and you know, worst case misleading uh, for a lot of yep. people. So it's important to, mm-hmm. to kind of heed this advice. And, you know, the, only, the person you can always trust on is, is a financial advisor uh, to do, uh, to help you out and, and to be able to bounce ideas off of and, and get second opinions from and that sort of thing. So if you ever hear from any of these people, always follow up with uh, Barbara and Phil, Pathfinder Wealth Management and, and, and see, is this a good idea? I've heard this. Uh, somebody told me this. Should I do this? Mm. Uh, it's a good idea to, to follow. So mm-hmm. great conversation of uh, both of y'all. I appreciate the time today. I know we covered quite a bit of ground and uh, hopefully we can eventually turn the page away from coronavirus. But uh, in the meantime, yes. we'll continue to keep people updated. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you much, Ben. Thank you all as well. And make sure you subscribe uh, wherever you listen. We're on every major podcasting platform. So uh, subscribe to the Retirement Pathfinder and uh, we'll deliver the next one right to you when it's released.
In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. 